You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Page two now, the treaty that's not a treaty and the bungling Republican leadership. A phony effort to stop the Obama-Iran nuke deal and its constitutionally illegitimate legislation has been defeated. Senate Democrats blocked a measure that would have kept sanctions in place until Iran recognizes Israel and releases four American hostages. But it was never going to clear a procedural hurdle. Never had a chance. Now, this reckless president and the lack of Republican leadership in Congress concerning this Iran nuke deal was front and center during the Republican debate. This deal on its face will send over $100 billion to the Ayatollah Khamenei, making the Obama administration the world's leading financier of radical Islamic terrorism. This deal abandons four American hostages in Iran, and this deal will only accelerate Iran's acquiring nuclear weapons. You better believe it. If I am elected president on the very first day in office, I will rip to shreds this catastrophic Iranian nuclear deal. Should we cut up the agreement immediately? That's absurd. Wouldn't you want to know if they've complied? Now, I'm going to vote against the agreement because I don't think there's significant leverage. But it doesn't mean that I would immediately not look at the agreement and cut it up without looking to see whether Iran is complying. To the Supreme Leader to tell him that unless and until he opens every military and every nuclear facility to real anytime, anywhere inspections by our people, not his, we, the United States of America, will make it as difficult as possible to move money around the global financial system. We can do that. We don't need anyone's cooperation to do it. And every ally and every adversary we have in this world will know that the United States of America is back in the leadership business. Okay, so. Most of the GOP candidates are apparently against the deal in one form or another. A majority in Congress is rejecting the agreement, and a majority of Americans reject this treaty. Yet Obama, once again, is ramming something down our throats that we don't want. So is it game over? And what about Israel? What now for the only democracy in the Middle East? Joining me now from Southern California, international affairs expert and editor of the Newsbomb Report, Barry Newsbomb. Uh, Barry, okay, so the debate. Uh, we have uh, Ted Cruz um, and a couple others who are saying, hey, this thing is over, uh, Carly Free Arena. Um, uh, we're not going to enforce this thing if, if elected president. And, but on the other hand, you have, uh, I think, Kasich, uh, you have uh, Rand Paul, among others, who are saying, wait a minute, let's, let's give it a chance. Let's give peace a chance. Uh, does that kind of scare you? Yeah, Graham, it scares me big time that someone that has gotten to the top few candidates that might actually be president of the United States are naive enough to make statements like Rand Paul said last night. It was astounding to hear him say, well, I, I think it's dumb to rip it up on the first day. Let's see if it's going to work first. Keep in mind, this is a senator that knows there are no inspections. So I guess the way you would find out if it's working, Graham, is you would call the Iranians and ask them if they've cheated so far. Right. And, and that's basically the rationale here, because we know that part of this agreement, one of, the, one of the side deals, is that Iran can inspect Iran, certain sites. And we also know that the Ayatollah has said, hey, you're not going to be allowed to inspect the centrifuges on military sites. So you know what's going to happen. They're going to declare all of these sites military sites, and there's going to be no inspection. 
election. I mean, this is a train coming down the tracks and it's headed right for the freedom-loving Western world. But I want to go to the, the United States Senate and what's happening uh, in Congress at the last minute here. You know, it looks good on paper. And Mitch McConnell can go out and say, you know what? I tried to get these people to recognize Israel. I tried to rescue the American hostages. But this never really had a chance, did it? No, and it's really surprising, Graham. Um, we have our closest ally in the Middle East pushed off the deck uh, by the president. And instead of the American Congress standing up like they should have um, weeks ago to throw this in at the last minute, oh, remember the hostages that are there? Oh, remember the fact that the Ayatollah screams uh, every second or third day, uh, I'm going to kill all the Jews. Uh, I hope they're in Israel so it makes our job easier. And by the way, death to America. Uh, this gets thrown in at the last minute as if it's an afterthought when the Democrats are all lined up already to filibuster if necessary to block anything the Senate and the House do to get this to a vote. Uh, it seems almost like an afterthought as if their hearts really aren't in their job on this one. Well, I, I think Mitch McConnell, yeah, there's something wrong here because there is a constitutional solution. There always has been. Uh, you treat this as a treaty, which what it is, but for some reason Mitch McConnell won't do that. And I have my theory on that, but I want to move on because what about Israel now? Well, what is Benjamin Netanyahu doing? Are they getting on a war footing? I mean, they almost have no choice here. And, uh, you know, especially when we hear the Ayatollah coming out and ratcheting up their rhetoric. Well, there, there's, Israel's got two big problems. They have 16 months more of this president who has agreed to the Iranian demand that the United States defend Iran against any intervention. Uh, it seems the longer that deal sets in stone, the less options the, you, um, the Israelis have at this point, and by the way, the Sunni states who are now aligned with Israel have. What about the options here in the United States? Is it, is it game over, or do you see a couple of options? No, actually, there are two uh, very exciting possibilities, uh, one coming out of either House of Congress and one coming out of the individual states. I'll break it down for you. Either House of Congress, under a recent ruling in federal court, now has standing to block federal law if the federal law has implications against the interests of the United States and if certain interests or uh, ingredients within that federal law have not been met. The theory is, uh, under the Corker-Cardin bill, the 60-day period never started because Congress never got all of the deal to review. Okay. Therefore, they can go to a court and say, we want the review period uh, enforced. Therefore, until the review period is enforced, meaning we've gotten all of the side agreements that we know exist that the president refuses to give to the Congress, the president can't remove the sanctions, can't transfer the money, and can't start the JCPOA uh, from taking effect. Okay, so you're basically suing the president. Real quick, we're out of time. What's the other option? The other option is most of the states have sanctions in place against uh, Iran right now. Uh, federal law trumps state law on this. However, the states can sue under the same theory that the JCPOA has never taken effect because the review period has never started. And this is a really strong legal possibility. And those state sanctions have a lot of teeth because the companies in those 
individual states will be blocked, as will long-range uh, relationships with European companies if the states have their way in court. If we don't do something, I think the bottom line is, I'm sorry to say that this agreement does not prevent war. It seals the deal for war eventually. Barry, thank you. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.